Welcome to the podcast for Runaway. I'm the author, Sabine Wilder, here to read my book to you. Let's get started. Chapter 20. The Hunt We have to do something. We can't just sit here. Susan slammed her fist into the closed door of their dorm room, hoping the sound would startle any Fenris agents who might be listening. Someone would now be posted on the other side of the door at all times. Her skin crawled in frustration. There's nothing we can do. Calm down, Anna said, surprisingly placid. Calm down? Sure, when my chest stops throbbing and everyone is safe, then I'll calm down. Anna moved over to her desk, soundlessly scribbling a note on a piece of paper. I feel the same. I want to go out there, but we have to be smart about it. Susan's ears twitched at the shuffling outside the door. She nodded. I know it's hard, but what do you want to do? Anna continued the charade. Run out there and get caught or worse? You know he'll kill us if he finds us. She handed the pen and paper to Susan. Got any ideas? Susan wrote. Anna grinned and pointed at the ceiling. Susan stared, perplexed then kicked herself. Anna wasn't pointing at the ceiling. She meant the roof. They were on the third floor. It couldn't be hard to get out the window and onto the roof. From there they could cross the building and find an opening in the wall of Fenris agents surrounding them. I need some air. This is killing me. Susan crossed the room and ripped the window pane up. The opening was small, but she was sure they could fit through it. Shapes on the ground caught Susan's eye, and she pounded a fist on the sill. Grabbing the pen, she jotted, They're outside. They'll see us. How many? Anna wrote back. Susan sniffed the air, wafting through the opening. Too close by, but there might be more. She hesitated before adding, Are you sure about this? This is exactly what he wants us to do. Evie saved my life. I'd be dead right now if it wasn't for her. She wouldn't give up if one of us was out there. She also wouldn't throw her life away. I didn't have a choice when Will changed me, but I have a choice right now. There's even a small chance of saving her life. It's worth it. Damn, you got it bad, Susan teased. Shut up. Are you going to calm down or not? Seeing as how we're stuck together in this room, until Fenris gets their butts in gear, I guess I don't have a choice. I don't like it, but... Susan searched for words that wouldn't be too revealing. I'll follow your lead. Thank you. Anna wrapped her arms around Susan's shoulders, burying her face in her hair. Susan let Anna hold her for a while as they stood in silence. Slowly, Susan pulled away, holding a finger to her lips and hit the light switch. Let's go to bed. Things will be better in the morning. I hope you're right. Susan removed her clothes and shifted into a werewolf, crouching on the edge of her bed. They waited in silence. Minutes trickled by, feeling like hours. The darkness outside the window increased. The sky became clouded and moonless, perfect for getting lost to sight.
They waited until the draft from the window brought new smells to Susan's nose. The agents were changing their shift. She held up her hand, and Anna crept forward, careful not to reveal herself to anyone below. Susan kept herself hidden in the shadows as she crept to the window and peeked over the sill. The world outside was silent and black. She couldn't see the agents, but her instincts told her this would probably be the best opportunity they would get. Anna's dark eyes stood out from her skin, pale even in the shadows. Determination stared back at her. Susan nodded once and tensed, taking a deep breath. It was now or never. Susan crawled out the window, pulling herself up onto the ledge. She jumped and caught the eaves, swinging herself up to the roof in a single motion. Anna was right behind her, springing from the ledge and catching Susan's hand as she pulled her up to the roof. A horrible grating sound rent the darkness as Anna scrambled on the shingles. It wasn't all that loud, but the girls cringed as it shattered the silence. They took off running immediately, their footfalls pattering down the roof like rain. The further they ran from their room, the bolder they became, leaping from rooftops and scrambling across shingles. Susan had reached the end of a roof low enough to jump to the ground when a howl pierced the air. Their escape had been discovered. Susan bolted down the roof, leaping from the edge to the frozen ground below. She tumbled as she hit the ground, rolling forward, finding her feet and pushing off in a sprint for the tree line. Shouts and howls were now echoing in the field behind her, but the shelter of the trees muffled the mayhem. Once in the trees, Susan stopped, checking behind her. Anna was right at her heels, jumping past her, melding into the shadows of the forest. And you didn't want to try out for the cross-country team? Susan scoffed. Anna called back. I think vampire superpowers might be improving my time. Come on, we can't stop now. Susan threw herself down to all fours and caught up with Anna in no time. Every second was critical. The howling became more distant, but then it ceased abruptly. Susan halted in her tracks, turning back the way they had come. Anna reeled in the snow, coming back to where Susan stood sniffing the air. What's wrong? They stopped. Why? They probably don't want to alert Hunter or us. Do you think we lost them? The hair on the back of Susan's neck prickled. No, either they're trailing us quietly or... Or Lilith called them off. I don't think she'll let us go that easily. No, but it's going to force her to change her plans. We might be nothing more than a calculated loss to her. Anna shuddered. Screw her. How are we going to find Evie? She could be anywhere. You know that's not true. Can't you feel her pulling at your heart? A deep ache throbbed in Susan's chest, in sympathy with whatever pain Evie was going through at Hunter's hand. Yes, we have to open up the bond and... Anna clutched her chest. Her knees wobbled and gave way as she sank into the snow. Her breathing came out ragged and she screwed her eyes shut, clenching her fists and regaining her composure. I... I can't. She's in pain. I can't focus on her 
I can't find her. It's okay. Susan didn't want Anna to panic. We don't need an exact location right now, just a general direction. I'd try, but... I know. It's scary. Anna pulled herself to her feet. That's not what I was going to say. You're better at this feeling stuff, and... I think your bond with Evie is stronger. Anna ran her hand over her face, instinctively trying to hide her blush. I think it's easier for me because of the turning. Then use that. Remember what you told me about how people have an essence? Maybe focus more on that and not on what Evie's going through right now. I'll try. Anna closed her eyes, placing her hands protectively over her heart. Her face twitched, but she stood firm. Then her eyes flashed open, staring through the trees at a spot in the distance. That way. They took off, galloping between the trees. The painful tugging at Susan's heart became harder to ignore the closer they approached. She couldn't get a grasp on the distance, though. The intensity of Evie's pain was muddling her senses. Anna paused. She remained focused on a spot in the distance, but her voice dropped to a whisper. We're close. This is it, then. You know we're walking straight into his territory. I don't care if it's a trap. I can't leave Evie out here. I'm not going to let her suffer, and I'm sure as hell not going to let her die because of me. Susan butted her head into Anna's side, and Anna wrapped her arms around Susan's neck. I won't let him win this time. Anna ran her fingers through Susan's fur. Promise me something, Sue. Promise me you'll get him. No matter what happens to me, or Evie, or anyone else. Susan felt the pit of her stomach drop away. You want me to let the beast out? What if I hurt you? What if I can't control it? I trust you. I'm glad one of us does. I mean it. I trust you. I know you won't hurt me or Evie, and I know you're strong enough to do this. Promise me you won't let him get away. Letting her feral instinct take over was the one thing Susan never wanted to experience again. But it might be the only way to end this. I promise. I'll do whatever I have to to save you and Evie. Okay. Anna pulled back wiping tears from her eyes. I have an idea. Let me go in first. I'll distract him. But you're the one he wants. Exactly. He'll be too focused on me to care about anything else. While he's distracted, you come up from behind. He can't take on both of us at once. I don't like this. Do you have any better ideas? Susan took a deep breath the cold air burning her lungs. No. This is it, then. The boys are probably under lock and key, and no one is going to save us. It's all up to us. Anna began walking away, but stopped after a few steps. Sue? Thank you. It sounded too much like a goodbye for Susan's liking, but before she could protest, Anna was gone running towards the spot where Evie lay, and probably Hunter, too. Susan waited a few agonizing moments, 
letting Anna get a head start. Then she began to stalk silently through the trees. Her senses were pricked, her bonds open, ready to receive whatever cues she could from Anna or Evie. A shiver of fear ran through Susan's heart, and she knew Anna had found Hunter. She quickened her pace, then his scent came trailing in on the wind. Voices echoed through the dark woods, but Susan couldn't make out the words. She approached from downwind, coming to the edge of a hollow where a fallen tree had torn a hole in the canopy of branches, revealing the sky above. The clouds had moved on, leaving a trail of stars in their wake, dimly lighting the clearing. There he was, sitting on top of the trunk of that massive fallen tree, Hunter. Anna stood out of reach at the edge of the clearing. It seemed far, but Anna knew better than to get too close. Susan could smell Anna's fear and Hunter's excitement, but then another scent slammed into her nostrils. Blood, and it was fresh. The sound of her own blood pumping through her veins began to beat in her ears, and the world turned from shades of black to red. Susan shoved her nose into the snow. It was cold and clean-smelling, purging the rage and fear building in her mind. She needed to focus. The beast could be loosed on Hunter, but not yet. Not until Evie and Anna were safe. Susan found herself moving toward the source of the blood, her feet hushed by the snow. She stalked silent as a shadow toward it. Around a tree stump, Susan caught a patch of silver fur glinting in the starlight, then another. It was strange. The patches were close together but didn't form a discernible shape. Then Susan put the pieces together and saw Evie's outline, patches of silver fur connected by dark matted ones streaked with blood. Susan recoiled from the sight. Evie's hands were pinned to the tree with silver spikes, her head bowed forward against her chest, and her breathing ragged. Susan crept along, right up behind Evie's tree, leaning out to free a hand from one of the silver spikes. Evie's eyes cracked open, and she looked up at Susan, pleading, No! Run! Susan could feel the cold metal of the spike beneath her palm, but before she could tear it out, a stabbing pain in her side made her drop to the ground. She screamed as the pain radiated through her veins like fire. A shadow lurched past her, wrenching something from her side, and the pain receded. Anna and Evie cried out before she hit the snow. Susan fell to her knees, collapsing at Hunter's feet. Hunter leaned over Susan, holding up a thin metal pin blackened with her blood. He ran his tongue along it, savoring the taste. Oh, Sue, you shouldn't have come, but now I get two for the price of one. Run! Susan yelled at Anna while lunging toward Hunter. She caught his ankle in her jaws and felt her teeth sink into flesh. A blow to the face stunned her, and a scream opened her mouth as pain pierced her shoulder. Hunter flung her back against the ground and pushed the spike further, jamming it into the ground. Susan kicked him in the gut, pushing him off, and reached to pull the spike out. But she was too slow. Another spike pierced her opposite hand, 
pinning her fully to the ground. Susan thrashed against the pins, but the pain was overwhelming. All she could do was cry and struggle to breathe as the fire of the pins burned through her body. I love silver. Hunter stood over her, gloating. Let them go, Anna screamed. Susan swore. Anna should have run while she had the chance. Now all three of them would die here. I don't know, Hunter mused. Two for one hardly seems fair. But I'm the one you want, aren't I? Who says I don't want these two as well? I've already escaped once. Can you handle losing me again? Hunter lifted a foot, hovering over the pin in Susan's hand. He stepped down, and Susan couldn't hold back her scream. The world swam in and out of her vision, and she begged, Run, damn it! Run! No, I don't think Anna's going anywhere, and neither are you. How about I kill you while she watches? Hunter crouched over Susan, who froze. Every time she struggled against the pins, pain ripped through her. But if she didn't try to move, Hunter would kill her. Susan wondered if this was how Jim felt in his last moments. Terrified, in pain, and betrayed by someone he thought he could trust. Maybe this was justice. If only Anna and Evie could get away. Hunter lurched to the side as Anna crashed into him with such ferocity they went spinning head over heels together into a gully. Susan strained to see, but they had fallen out of her range of vision. Nausea filled Susan, and she knew Anna had lost the fight. The struggling subsided, and Hunter emerged from the trees, tossing Anna down beside where Susan lay. Get off her! Don't touch her! A new wave of rage washed over Susan. Hunter pounced on Anna's back, pinning her hands to the ground. Disgust fueled Susan's rage. He was playing with them like toys. You're a sick bastard, you know that? You have no idea. Hunter grinned wickedly as the low light reflected in his eyes like an animal's. I'm sorry, Sue. It's been fun, but... I think it's time to finish the game. No! Susan howled, tearing her flesh against the pins, but they burned and sapped her strength, forcing her to stay down. She tilted her head back, looking up at the stars, her vision blurring with tears. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Anna, Jim, I'm so sorry. Nobody should die like this. In that moment, everything went still, and Susan felt Evie and Anna beside her. They were both terrified, screaming in fear and pain. She could hear them calling, feel the waves of panic emanating from them, but somehow Susan felt detached. These expressions of fear and pain weren't them. For the first time, she had a clear sense of their essence— only because Hunter was about to destroy it. Susan's inner beast stirred, but it was unlike anything she had felt before. Fear and anger brought out a raging beast from inside her, but what was trying to surface now was completely different. 
Warmth spread from her heart, flowing through her veins, fighting against the searing pain from the pins. She might still be a slave to the beast, but it was stronger than fear or anger. The beast could run on other emotions, like the love welling in her heart. Hope bloomed, and Susan felt its cooling presence in her blood. Hunter's mouth dipped toward Anna's neck. Anna's eyes widened in fear, but Susan reached out to her with all the love and hope in her heart. It didn't matter that she couldn't physically move. She and Anna were connected by something deeper. Susan opened the bond between them, calling out to Anna's heart, driving back the fear permeating their world with all the love she could muster. Susan lay bare her love for her friends, her family, her pack, and for life itself. In that moment, she was surrounded by peace, despite the chaos around her. She reached out with her bond and shared it with Anna and Evie. Hope glinted in Anna's eyes, and an understanding passed between them. Even with Hunter's fangs grazing her neck, Anna became calm. She surrendered to Susan's projected feelings. Then Anna's body twitched violently. Muscles snapped and bones creaked as her features contorted. Susan could feel Anna's pain and bewilderment, but she knew what it meant. Anna was shifting. Hunter crouched above Anna, laughing at what he must have thought was her struggling. Before he could realize what was happening, a wolf sat under him. Anna lunged at his face. The two locked together in a deadly fight. Strength surged through Susan's body. She wasn't going to watch anyone else she loved die. She tore her hand all the way through the silver pin, cringing at the pain. But now the burning of the silver was gone, and she felt even stronger. Reaching for her shoulder, she ripped out the other pin and sprang to her feet. Leaping into the fray, Susan grabbed Hunter's shoulder and pulled him back from Anna, exposing his throat. Anna leapt forward, teeth meeting flesh, and a scream died on Hunter's lips, turning to spluttering and gurgling as life was choked out of him. His body went limp beneath Susan, and she released her hold, backing away. She tripped and fell, too exhausted to steady herself. The ground was cold against her bare skin. Susan looked at her hands, realizing she was human again. The beast had released her. Susan stared at the scene before her. The dark wolf that was Anna finally released Hunter's neck from her jaws. They both watched the mangled body, afraid it might spring to life once more. But it remained still. Just like that, Hunter was dead. He couldn't hurt them anymore. Anna leaned her head back and let out a howl. Susan didn't take her eyes from the corpse until a cold nose poked her leg. She ran her hands through Anna's fur, making sure she was real. Her black fur seemed to absorb all the light around them, and amber eyes sparkled back at Susan. She pulled Anna into a big hug and went to bury her face in the wolf's fur, but Anna pulled away and trotted over to the tree stump. Evie! Susan sprang to her feet, almost falling over, 
but found her balance and shifted into a werewolf at the same time, covering her body in warm fur again. Susan managed to scramble over to where Evie was pinned. Susan yanked out the silver pins. Evie flinched with every withdrawal, but then her muscles relaxed and relief flooded her face. With the last pin out, she slumped forward, holding her wounded hands close to her body. Anna nuzzled gently at Evie's arms and began to lick the wounds. Evie stared at her in awe, then at Susan. I can't believe it. How did you do it? She pushed Anna back, catching her breath as her brows knit together. And how could you both be so stupid? You could have been killed. We could say the same to you. How could you go off like that without telling anyone? Without taking all of us with you? We're a family now. You can't escape us, Evie. Anna grumbled something unintelligible in agreement. Evie laughed, her voice ringing through the trees in sheer relief. Like mother, like pups, I guess. Evie tried to get to her feet, but faltered and slumped back down into the snow. Susan went to hold her up, wrapping her arms around Evie's shoulders. Anna pushed up against her side as well, and the three of them sat, holding each other, until howling began in the distance. Sure, now they come, after the danger's over. Evie winced, extracting herself from the girls to sit upright on her own. Do you think we'll be in trouble? Susan laughed. When are you two not in trouble? Evie grumbled. Not that it matters. We have each other, so everything will be all right. I hope so. Susan let the thought trail off through her spinning head. She couldn't shake the feeling that danger was still present, even though Hunter was dead. Her mind kept drifting back to that moment between life and death, when she was able to open her heart. She wasn't sure what she had stumbled upon, but she knew it was the most powerful and moving thing she had ever known. Her changing world stood still in the dark waiting for that power to find its way through her again. That concludes Chapter 20 and the podcast for Runaway. I'm Sabine Wilder, and I'd like to thank you for listening. For more information about me or Runaway, you can visit sabinewilder.com. Please let me know what you think of Runaway. You can rate this podcast, leave a comment, or email me at sabine at sabinewilder.com. Every comment and review means a lot to me, so I'd love to hear from you. One last time, thank you for listening, and have a pleasant night.